0: We have a the old pilot's plane tails. Who was Joe Gilmore? Did you know that the Brits were intimately involved with the Apollo 11 mission that landed the first men on the moon? So my question to you is, after that history-making moon landing, What was the first drink to pass the lips of the astronauts once they came out of quarantine? A very quiet gentleman passed away a while ago. His name was Joe Gilmore. The list of the rich and famous that he knew was impressive, but very few of us would ever have heard of him. A softly spoken Ulsterman and devout Catholic He met almost every U.S. president from 1940 onwards. He was on first-name terms with President Charles de Gaulle and royalty, particularly Princess Margaret, the Queen's late sister. Frank Sinatra called him by his first name, and Errol Flynn, Ernest Hemingway, Laurel and Hardy regularly visited him. During the Second World War, Winston Churchill asked him to look after a special bottle of whiskey, and Joe was prevented from joining up, as his skills were considered essential for keeping up morale on the home front. His special talents also oiled the wheels of industry and commerce, the newspapers, and he helped the United Kingdom to join the European community. So quiet and discreet was he, he was often flown around the world to ply his special form of magic. So, what did those astronauts drink once they were let out of quarantine? It had been specially shipped across an ocean for them, for which Neil Armstrong wrote a letter of thanks, and it consisted of one measure of grapefruit juice, one measure of Grand Monnier, two dashes of rose water, shaken well and drained into a wine glass which was then filled with champagne. It was, of course, the Moonwalker, and Joe Gilmore was the mixologist and head barman of the Savoy Hotel in London who created it and nearly two hundred other wonderful cocktails that he served to the rich and famous. Joe recalled that at the outbreak of the war he worked for a few months at the Old Bell Inn at Hurley, Berkshire, where he made his first dry martini. It was not a success. A cocktail book he found under the bar advised mixing half vermouth with half gin, which, he said, elicited a roar of disapproval from the customer who obviously felt that his gin should have the most fleeting acquaintance with the vermouth in 1940 he moved to the savoy as a trainee barman on 3 pounds 10 shillings a week the night that he invented one of his first cocktails march the 8 1941 was a traumatic one He had been transferred from the Savoy to the Pirroquet Bar in its sister establishment, the old Barclay Hotel. It was the night that the Café de Paris was bombed and customers came in in a shocking state, he recalled. Thirty-four people had been killed and some of the survivors and witnesses crawled from the rubble and stumbled into the Barclay. They said, "'Joe!' "'Give us something with a sting in it, will you?' he recalled. "'So, there and then, I invented the Barclay Stinger. "'That was one night I shall never forget.'" In 1954, Joe invented the Savoy Corpse Reviver, one of a series of hangover cures which made their appearance during, of all things, prohibition. The phrase, "'Set him up, Joe,' In Sinatra's song, One for My Baby, was how the singer always announced his arrival to Joe at the American bar in the Savoy. He created a special drink for Sir Winston Churchill's 90th birthday called Four Score and Ten, and also in 1975 to mark the first American and Russian link-up in space, the Apollo-Soyuz project, Joe mixed the Link-Up cocktail, which was sent to the US and the USSR for the astronauts to enjoy when they returned from their mission. When told this by NASA, as they linked up in space, they responded, Tell Joe we want it up here. He mixed a cocktail to commemorate Britain's entry to the European Economic Community using drinks from all the member states, which he called the common market. Sadly, it seems to have been a bit too much for us to handle, and were he still around now, I have no doubt that he would have invented another concoction, equally hard to swallow, called Brexit. If you enjoy Plane Tales, please pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Plane Tales is a featured segment of the Airline Pilot Guy show podcast. Find us at AirlinePilotGuy.com Base here. The Eagle has landed.